Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Anthropologist tells the story of Katie Yakorov. Crate, a 13-year-old girl from Fairfax, Virginia. She is carted around the globe by her mother, a noted environmentalist anthropologist, Susie Crate. Susie studies the effect of climate change on centuries-old indigenous communities, as well as the story of Mary Catherine Bateson, who is the daughter of the famous anthropologist Margaret Mead. The The film is sort of a, a back-and-forth a dialogue of sorts between uh, the daughter of Margaret Mead, and that's Catherine, I mean, Mary Catherine Batesman, and as well as Susie Crate, as well as her daughter. It's a remarkable film in terms of bringing a lot of these different sort of big picture issues to a very human scale, and it's done exceptionally well. And we're fortunate enough to have with us today the director of The Anthropologist, one of the co-directors, pardon me, and that would be Jeremy Newberger. Jeremy, welcome to film school. Thank you. I know that was nice a, to meet everybody. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I, I know that was a little chopped up, but uh, maybe you'll do a better job of explaining it, or if you think you can add to what I was saying uh, in in the introduction. Well, you know, you did a very good job. This is a very difficult film to explain. Uh, that's something I've learned over the last seven years of the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it covers the topic of anthropology, it involves climate change, it's about a mother and a daughter, it's about another mother and a daughter. (laughs) So by the time you untangle all of the themes and elements, uh, you're left with, you know, a 10-minute explanation. (laughs) Uh, When you cut to the heart of it, it's really about change and adaption. And, you know, with the, the knowledge that our world is changing, how are people dealing with that? What are they doing? What can you learn from them? Yes. Yes, and as I like to say, in fact, I said it earlier on an interview I did uh, in the show, that one of the wonderful things about documentaries, well-done documentaries, is the ability to look at the micro and help explain the macro of our life, of our world, of our issues that we're all dealing with, the human scale of them, as well as the big picture. And I think The Anthropologist is very effective in doing that. Well, it's nice to hear you say that. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how this story came to you. As I said, it, the co-directors, let's give credit where credit is due. Uh, Seth Kramer and Daniel A. Miller also were part of this uh, project. Uh, tell us a little bit about the sort of the, the, the origins of the story behind The Anthropologist. Uh, sure. You know, Dan, Seth, and myself, Jeremy, we are Ironbound Films, and we've made a, a few films together. Mm-hmm. Uh one which was at Sundance in 2008 was called The Linguists, and it followed uh, two linguists around the world who document endangered languages. Yes. And while you follow them to these far-off places uh, and learn why language is dying and what happens when a language dies and how culture disappears, uh, you're also getting sort of uh, a similar kind of sense of the world around you and what what we sort of lose when cultures die off. Well, that film was funded by the National Science Foundation, Mm -hmm. and it was successful, and it was on PBS and nominated for an Emmy. And since then, 
uh, we were looking to do another project that kind of examined similar themes uh, and went back to the National Science Foundation, who uh, had recommended Susie Crate to us as uh, an anthropologist who was doing fascinating work um, regarding uh, studying the impact of climate change on indigenous communities. And we, you know, set off on an expedition with her, and that's what was the sort of the nucleus of this film. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what happened is when we went out with her to Siberia, she brought her daughter along. After meeting her daughter and seeing their relationship, it occurred to us that we were on something a little bit more interesting and bigger. Mm -hmm. uh, Katie, her daughter, is half indigenous. She's from uh, the, the village in Siberia where Susie was studying. Yes. Susie had married her father, who was a local, and she would spend, like, 10 months of her year, you know, in suburban Virginia, and then go back to this village in Siberia for the summer. <laughs> and because she is someone who's indigenous and has had a foot in both worlds, it seemed to us like she would be the perfect vehicle to kind of explore, you know, her uh, kind of reaction to what it means that the world is changing, her personal reaction, um, how seeing other communities faced with similar challenges, how she would respond to that. Mm -hmm. so that that's sort of how the film came about and developed. I, I got to say, uh, the, what's so fascinating about uh, The Anthropologist uh, is this story, the, the, the relationship, which really does pull you in, um, and also a vastly underappreciated in so many ways and underreported um, are the people of Central Asia. I think that is such a, and I, this may not be the right word, but it's such a cauldron of humanity in the sense of there's so many different uh, um, cultures, so many, the peoples have been there for millenniums. And mm -hmm. they, and it and it's it whenever I see something that has to do with that region of the world, it's just an utterly fascinating and very humanizing. And because we just don't have much of an insight into that part of the world, and it is in so many ways the the beginnings of culture and, and civilization originated, you know, in that part of the world and for us. So it's just um, you know just kudos for that. And I mean I know this is where the story mm -hmm. took you. But it's just uh, to see the, the the people of the of the of Siberia, in in ways that you just you just don't see them. This is just such an uncharted world. Yeah, well, the, you know, the Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union, they don't really go out of their way to preserve the various cultures and indigenous people. Uh, it, I should say, you know, our country does a, a, a not a great job at that, also, no, but no. It's almost to a worse degree there that things are sort of. You know, when they die out, it's like it's over. Move on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I but, yeah, I agree. I'm yeah. fascinated by that region of the world too. I mean, it, the 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 footage that we shot there. It's just really, it's just fascinating to see how people are living, uh, how you know the similarities to our, our culture and the differences. Yeah. I mean, again, I mean, there was I recently had uh, on um, uh, filmmakers who who are also kind of in that world. And again, it's just not only fascinating. I go back to one of my favorite documentaries, Genghis Blues, another film that just it, mm -hmm. it took you into a world uh, that is and very. These seem to be very oriented towards uh, a community, com solving problems as a community, understanding things. Very much, they they're very much uh, um, a network of people who are looking out for one another. And that's just the impression I've had from that film as right. well as yours. So. 
Well, that isn't the only place you visit. And um, by the way, people want to find out more about uh, this film, The Anthropologist. Uh, they can go to Ironbound Films and find out more uh, there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the website I have here is ironboundfilms.com backslash The Anthropologist. And yeah. there's some of your other films are there. And also you're on Facebook at The Anthropologist slash or Anthropologist Documentary on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are other places that we are traveling with Susie and um, and Katie. And I'm, I butchered her name coming into the uh, the introduction here. Yegorov, is that, would that be uh, the right Yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's a noble pronunciation. I mean, Katie Crate is probably what we should stick with both of us don't embarrass our linguistic abilities okay all right well i'll stay i I will uh, heed your advice on that now we also in the film speak with uh mary Catherine bateson who is the daughter of margaret mead and for people who don't know anything about anthropology they probably know something about margaret mead but let's give them a little primer on on her life and how important she is in in our ability our understanding of other cultures I mean, Margaret Mead is the gold standard, if you will, of anthropology. Yeah. She's the most famous uh, anthropolo- anthropologist. She did uh, work all over the world, uh, really bringing cultures that no one had ever seen uh, back to America for people to understand and then the world. It, I mean, she is the name that you associate with anthropology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And her daughter... Uh, Mary Catherine Mason, who's in our film, is also an anthropologist and had a very unique experience uh, similar to Katie's. Uh, so that's why we've tied in her uh, sort of life uh, and her mom's work into the story of Susie and Katie. It really helps you see sort of how similar the experience of children of anthropologists are who are sort of brought into the field and kind of forced into the family business. Yeah. Well, it's fascinating, uh, and and I know there's a lot of things about it that are, uh, you know, sort of mundane and scientific in ways that probably aren't exactly exciting. Uh, that, you know, and, but it is it is as much uh, about the you know the uh, the science as it is about your intuitive nature to uh, to to observe people and to try to piece together their cultures and the different uh, the different aspects of culture. So there's there's something of an artistic sensibility to be able to, in my opinion, to be able to to look and see things and draw conclusions or at least draw rif- uh, inferences from behaviors. Is is that a fair characterization of an anthropologist? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, th- this was a real meta experience for us because we're filming. The anthropologist is she's watching people, sort of where we're watching people watching people, yeah. and now our audience is going to watch people watching people watching people, sort of an endless, <laughs> uh, endless loop. But the, 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 the science of sort of analyzing and observing and kind of noticing things is really fascinating. I mean, that is at the, the heart of anthropology, uh, being able to sort of embed into a, a culture and really learn from it and watch and talk to people and hear how... Uh, they do certain things, how things have changed over time. Uh, and when you are able to be patient and to sort of quiet yourself enough to, to watch and learn, I, you know, I think that's where a lot of the most successful anthropologists are. They have those skills and abilities. Yeah. And as I, I alluded to, it's not just Siberia. You travel to um, other places. Describe some of the other 
uh, points of uh, of interest for the film and for the sure. For the, you know, we we went with Susie and Katie to a country called Kiribati in the South Pacific. Yeah, it's a small chain of very skinny islands that uh, you know some have no electricity or running water. It can be you know kind of primitive, but the islands themselves are surrounded by ocean on one side and bay on the other, and they're one of the you know many sets of islands in the South Pacific where the rising uh, water is becoming a, a very real problem. So the film follows Susie and Katie as they sort of visit the islands, travel to even smaller islands, and talk with uh, people on the islands about how the terrain is changing, how they're adapting, what they're going to do. And then uh, we also went to Peru, where uh, Susie, you know, treks up to the top of a, a glacier, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where the glaciers are melting. You know, we, we wanted to follow Susie uh, to just very diverse terrain where you could get a real sense of how the world is changing uh, in, in different places. Yeah, and and I don't think I've given enough weight to this. The, the subtext is in her travels, Katie's and, and uh, Susie's travels, uh, the increasing overwhelming evidence to uh to undergird the climate change re- is reality um is a big part of the film and this is something an area of interest obviously for Susie but at the same time um it it's just it is i'd say it is so depressing <laughs> I don't mean the film. I don't mean the film. But it's just so, it's so, I mean, it's so important. I guess let me back that. Let me retract that statement in the sense that it's good to see in her travels the different permutations that climate change is taking with these different cultures. The permafrost in in Siberia, the melting of the glaciers in Peru, the rising sea levels uh, in Kiribati, uh, all these things. Uh, are just contributing to this week. I, I just, I don't know. I'm going to go off on a rant here, and I don't want to do that. I want you to do that if you want. <laughs> you know, I, I should say this, that the film is actually an optimistic look at things. Yeah. It's not uh, yeah. a doom and gloom yeah. portrayal of, you know, this is what climate change is going to do, and you need to do this and this and this. It's more of a look at, well, first off, it's made for people that believe climate change exists. So that that might ruffle a few feathers here and there, but... It's really for an audience of people that understand that the the world is changing and that's causing uh, different changes in different terrains. What our film, I think, is optimistic about is, you know, we're talking to people who are dealing with it sooner than maybe the developed world is and how they're adapting and changing and changing the way they live. So there is like an optimistic kind of thread to the film in that, we're not all just, you know, jumping into our own coffins at this point. Right. But we're people, and we have to adapt, and we have to figure out what do we do next. There are other films about climate change that will tell you what we need to do to stop or slow or, yeah. you know, or what. But this film is more focused on it's here, and this is how people are dealing with are it. Are dealing with it. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> so uh, this is – so the film Anthropologist is in theaters – 
um, on well, some of you're going to be in, in New York, I believe, uh, next week. But you're here. How, how's this going? Yeah, today. Oh yeah, no, the, no, last the, week we were in New York, right. and the film yes uh, played until yesterday there. But tonight at the Lemley Music in Hall. Beverly Hills, yeah, the Music Hall uh, is our theatrical premiere at the Lemley Music Hall. Very good, and that will be. Uh, tonight and tomorrow night, I'll be on the premises for a question and answer after the film at, at the 7.20 screening, and then the film will be there all week. Right. I was hoping you would say that. Thank you. So you're there. Jeremy Newberger is there. He's co-director of the film The Anthropologist, the Lemley Music Hall on Wilshire Boulevard, 9036 Wilshire Boulevard. Go see it. It's always great to see it with a filmmaker. You get to ask all the great questions, some of which I should have asked during the course of this interview, I, uh, So, and you can ask. Uh, you're also responsible, <laughs> you were here earlier uh, a couple years ago for Evocateur, the story of Morton mm-hmm. County Jr. I thank you so much for coming back. Uh, you, I apparently didn't learn your, your lesson the first time. I'm kidding. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, no, for, <laughs> thanks for having me on. Uh, Real you're, pleasure. You're so welcome. And the film, again, is The Anthropologist. And go to Ironbound. There's the other films we've talked about, The Linguist, as well as The New Recruits, uh, Evocator, and now The Anthropologist. Jeremy, thank you so much for being on Film School. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.